This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you virtually. Jordana, how are you? What's happening? I'm good. Um, life's good. My hair is still straight. And my pool Thank goodness. at my <laughs> the pool at my apartment building has opened. So I'm oh, excited my about God. that. That that is something that could make half the audience turn off the podcast right now. Right now, no, knowing that you have a pool, you're like, oh, the national atrocity is over. <laughs> the pool is the pool finally has, has started to reopen. <laughs> I mean, that's but that's got to be why you moved there in the first place. That yeah, pool that was why I agreed draw. to move to Brooklyn. That was it. The pool. And you're like, when it's hot in the summer, I'll have I'll that be pool out there. That, so are you using it? What is the like, what's the pool um, culture like? Because. That is that. I mean, to those that don't live in New York City, having a pool in New York City, that is like, I mean, that's unheard. It's rare. That is, it is rare. Yeah. Yeah. I specifically chose this building for that thing, which looking back is kind of dumb. But here we are. Well, uh, no, <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't think it's dumb. I mean, I, I've said multiple times on my podcast where I'm like, I'm like looking out the window and I see the East River and I'm like, all I want to do is just dunk my head like there right. are, when it's hot here it is hot, hot. it is it's like the cement steams oh and the cement of my balls <laughs> just cemented to the side of my leg exactly um so what's but, the pool but, so you have culture? to reserve a like time how so you get like a uh, is there two hours is there a maximum yeah so basically it's like 90 it's 90 minute like reservation times so you can reserve and then in between after every 90 minutes everyone has to leave and then they clean everything and then they let the next oh my group of people in so, so it's like not like a it's not like you could be there all day i mean you could so if you is, signed up for every block this of time is very covid yeah it's so yeah and they only let a certain amount of people you know like i get it i mean but it's what's still pretty your, nice i mean listen having any amount i mean at that point you plan your day around it Right. Like, like you're like, oh, we got our not. But you couldn't just run up there, take a dip, get out, go straight back to the elevator, go back to your apartment. You could if you signed up for a certain time. Yeah, yeah this wouldn't work. I mean, I, this is. You're very, I mean, you're too spontaneous for this. I'm kind too, of thing. yeah. I don't know if well, I would be or, able to. Or if you went and no one was, uh, and there was just not that many people there and you could just walk in. Like, if you can only not go in whenever you want if it's full. But is I mean, there a lifeguard also, on duty? It's not, yeah, there's always a lifeguard. It's not, but it's like, it's not that, de- it's not like, it's even, I mean, like, it's New York City. It's still not like a huge, like, incredible pool. It's like a smallish pool. It doesn't, it's not that deep. No, listen, I mean, anything is good in New York City as far as, like, I would take, you know, a glass of water poured over my head in a public area at this point. Um, <laughs> I, I, you could charge I, for that. For those, for those listening to their first episode of the U Up podcast, this isn't about, <laughs> Are we up for going to the pool today? Um, but I, I, the, we but, digress. But if, but if, but 
if you are new, this is the general vibe. Luxury issues. That's what we discuss. Dating issues, dating problems. We're going to get into it today, but I'm, I'm very interested about this pool situation. I mean, New York City pool, that is. Yeah. I mean, once hopefully this COVID situation ends, you can come as my guest. Oh, that, okay. The invite and has been recorded. It's People extended. at home have heard it. Okay, good. I will take you up. What if I just showed up with my towel and like the zinc your on my nose? <laughs> and my snorkel. And your, uh, floaties. <laughs> my floaties. Hey, I'm here. What are you well, doing they're here? Not, they don't let you bring guests. Right? Usually you're allowed to bring guests, but due to like the, you know, the limited yeah. space and everything, they don't let you bring one. So I would have, to, whole, I would have to send you home across the whole, Williamsburg Bridge <laughs> where I saw that you. Um, I, I'm a big Williamsburg Bridge walker now. Lo- love walking it. And um, yet you've never come to visit. <laughs> no, I, this is, no, COVID can't get too close. The COVID is the ultimate excuse. I, I have a feeling certain buildings will have no guest policies for the next decade they'll be like listen we can't it's we it's can't nice. we're, we're, it's not it's a great built-in excuse except especially for a pool person like yourself which now that everyone that listens knows we know who to call on a hot summer new york city day everything else okay otherwise uh yeah life is life is good in general um, listen for the Healthy. listeners at home we're very excited to keep doing this podcast all you got to do is tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Let someone know. Give the gift of you up this summer because lots of you, you know, when you have your 90 minutes of pool time that you're allotted, a, a, you know, a week, you need something to listen to. You need somebody in your head. Let Jordana and I, you know, take the wheel for a second. There's a lot of pressures in the world. We're going to give you an hour, hour and a half of of good-natured fun. So spread the word. Let people know. Uh, make it your Instagram story. That's how podcasts work. That's how you pay us. That's how you pay us for the podcast. You tell someone about it. Right, Jordan? Exactly. Rate, review, and subscribe. Jared, do you, what do you have coming up? I am doing something very special, and I wanted to announce it here. Let's hear. Charleston, South Carolina. You ever been? <sighs> I so I wanted to go when we went to South Carolina. We were on the way back, but it was just like not happening. It's like one of those, it, it, you know, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, we should go on the way back, yeah, but like you're not going to sure. go on the way back. <laughs> um, a, then you find out it's like an hour off the highway, and you're like, there's no way. Yeah, but I heard it was. Inc- I heard it's like one of the best cities in uh, in like that area. So I was upset that I didn't get to go. Charleston, um, and obviously this is all COVID. Uh, allowing, uh, you know, but uh, Charleston's a great city and it's a fun time, walkable. The restaurants, gra- great food, I heard culture. It's just beautiful, like looks beautiful. really nice. The beach is like a half hour, 40 minutes away, Folly Beach, and uh, I'm sure there's other names of beaches that people like. Whatever. I'm, because my summer has somewhat opened up. Um, due to lack of shows and you got to find a venue. That's the biggest thing. Like you have to find a place that you can do a safe, fun show. So outdoors, right? Outdoors. So my buddy is one of the owners of Uptown Social, which is like hair of the dog, uh, uh, 13 step. They have bars in New York city too. So Mm. Uptown Social is a fun, awesome bar. And they just opened a thing they call, I think the lot. And the lot is an outdoor venue and it's got 90 seats and we're going to do a show there. My, my buddy Nimesh Patel and I, Nimesh has written for SNL and I, 
have not. But uh, <laughs> so no, but I, him and I are going to do a show. You've written for Betches.com. I've written for Betches.com just as uh, you know, good a resume item. So Charleston, South Carolina, August 18th and 9th. Or August, fuck. August, <laughs> not, I, the one chance I had to say the date. The, uh, now I'm going to get 30 DMs. August 19th and 20th. That's a Wednesday and Thursday night. You can plan a beach weekend. It's going to be socially distanced. It's going to be outdoors. There's only 90 seats per show. Right now, it's Nimesh and I, and what I'm doing is I'm opening it up to other comics because there's just so few places to get on stage. So That's I'm a great saying idea. Like, yeah, so we're, we're calling it the Funny Festival, and that might just be just Nimesh and I. But if it's it, there might be some other comics that show up i don't know we're try, i'm trying i'm kind of have the mentality if i build it they will come mhm because well, i actually feel like that's a good cuz i i found with a lot of covid stuff it's like much easier to latch on to like a plan that someone else has made yes. rather than having to start from scratch into creating your own fun I'm, thing to I'm do i'm the yeah i'm the baker who's making the bread from scratch and i'm letting everyone eat some of my bread if they choose to. So <laughs> I, 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 my feeling is I can get, you know, from this podcast, I can get two shows of 90 people each. You know, like I could get those people to show up in Charleston. And to the people listening, you can make it your beach weekend. You can get an Airbnb in the town. You can, I mean, we're all looking for summer things that like a reason to drive somewhere. local-ish, uh, yeah. A, a little local-ish. And listen, I'm not going to force anyone to come. I'm not begging anyone. I gonna, I'm going to have a fun time either way. But right now, it'll be a comedy show Wednesday and Thursday night, Uptown Social. If you go, it'll be all of my Instagram, August 19th and 20th. It's a Wednesday and Thursday night. Then you can like stay the weekend or you can leave. I, I don't know what you're going <laughs> to fucking do. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm right now planning your weekend. But I'm saying we're like a month out, a little bit less than a month out. I mean, I say this to Jess every day. I don't know if you do this where you're like, let's go somewhere. Let's right. do something. And then you look at it like an Airbnb and you're like, I don't know. What are we going to do? We don't even so know where the Jess beach coming? is. Jess is going to come with me okay. and we're going to like spend a lot of time down there. And, you know, we're going to do a show and, and the show will be fun. They have like, they're set up for a show in this lot. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. So tickets are on my Instagram and um, yeah, I would invite anyone who's in the area ish to make it, you know, come on down. It'll be a That'll fun be night and it's going to be loose and we'll figure it out. But, uh, so that's what I'm doing. So, um, well, I miss your stand up. If I were still in South Carolina, I would be there. Well, um, yeah, that they, and this is the thing, like for comics, like the, it's what sucks is like, I'm used to going on stage every single night and being around other comics and like getting to work on bits and, and I have been doing a little here and there, but like, it's just, you know, you're kind of looking for that. I think for a lot of comics are looking for that hang that, you know, to see other comedians, to be able to go up and do your time, come down, feel like you've worked on something and, and have a reason to go somewhere. So I'm trying to extend that to other comics. So right now it's two, maybe it'll get bigger. What are we talking about today? Jordana? Today, we are taking a leap from an episode we did a few weeks ago about people who are always in relationships or not in relationships. And today, we're talking about um, why some people are always the dumpers while others are always the dumbies. Well, now, what was the feedback from... Now, that episode was very popular, it felt like. It felt like a lot of people 
kind of saw eye to eye with I'm always the relationship person or I'm always Mm -hmm. the single person. Did you get a vibe from emails that we... Did you ha- hear feedback people from people related one? to that? Yeah. I mean, I personally relate to that. So I feel like, and again, like you're 10% away from guys. I feel like I, Absolutely. Or, I mean, there wasn't really even female specific, but I t- definitely like could have related to that. It was definitely something that frustrated me back in the day. Um, and dating to me always kind of seemed like something that other people had like figured out and I hadn't like mm-hmm. figured it out. Like yeah. almost like anything, any other almost like skill. Like I would always think of it like, you know, and that's why, I mean, that's part of the reason I am involved in this podcast is like, that's sure. just been a lifelong thing of like, what is like the way to do it that everyone else seems to have this. But you know, what's funny to me is that I don't know if I said this in that episode with this, like, I'm always single. I'm always in a relationship that there's like an assumption that, one of those is right, which like I've never really thought that way. And I think a lot of guys aren't trained to look through relationships from that angle, if that makes any sense. In terms of it being like something that you sort of need to have a complete life? Well, that I think I, that putting it that way. Yes, I think like for a lot of people, like just like people there, the completion of life is like, being able to have children and being in a happy right. marriage. I think that's a very normal thing for a lot of people, and especially people that listen to this podcast. But I think the idea, and I say this a lot, women compete with their level of relationships. The idea yes. that the person at the brunch is the woman at the brunch who's married is winning. That is not the case when a group of men get together for brunch. Well, what is considered winning when a group of men get together for brunch? Is it career um, stuff? Is it I like who's making the most money? Is it like, like how do you like how do, do I don't know like, if what guy do you look at and you're like I that guy's kind of like, figured out yeah. I guess it would be job related. Um, I guess there's a few people that I look at and I'm like. But I, I, I don't know. I, I guess there's a few guys that I would look at and go, wow, that it seems like life is a more um, a pave, more of a paved road for them. But it would also be way. that in a good way. That's what I mean. Like uh, things are smoother, you know, but I, I would always that always relates to like career job. Oh, they're doing well. They're killing it. You know, like I think the idea of they're killing it, you know, like, right. That's kind of a. A male thing. I, I the I and I do think like I I try to think of that brunch table scenario because that's kind of like a you know a meeting place for anybody. You know that that's where kind of like the dynamic is is most public. And I've been at brunch and like the guy who talks about hooking up like a hookup story. That right. story is more front and center. And not seen as a sad situation to the guy. To like, I've never. I mean, I don't know, I know if for it's women seen, that's not the, the, the right. that might not be the case. I, I know sad situation, but I'm saying like, I, don't I know, see I what just, you're saying, right? Well, and sometimes when when a girl does it, it's almost like that's so funny, like this person's so funny. But like, I don't really want. Th- I don't want to like be doing that. Sure, you know that's, I mean? that's just what no I'm one's talking. ever like. Uh, like I wish like I just like went out and like had sex with a random guy and then like had to wonder again if he's like ever going to text me 
Like no, like no one's exactly, like missing yeah. that after they don't do that anymore. Well, I, I would say this. This is kind of a, a. I had this discussion with a friend of mine recently. I'd like to hear what you think. I've been doing not to this. This does promote me, but also um, hopefully brings up a fruitful discussion. Is I made the. I've been doing these charcuterie chats. You know, I have a big opinion yes. on charcuterie. Now. I figured out TikTok a little bit. Remember I told you I was like TikTok. I'm like trying to figure it out. I don't know how I'm funny there. Well, I'm starting to get the better. Bride. You've, got, you've got the bride thing down I got pat. the bride. Well, so this is you kind of on the. You spent a few days in the Betches Brides Facebook group, <laughs> and now you completely understand the mentality of a. I, we might have to cut that out. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm there watching. So uh, I'm just a so, fan of the so Betches Brides Facebook group. I, I But I. I I would say I I so I've kind of figured out how to like edit a video together. So it's funny because I I've been yelling about charcuterie. It started as me writing over a picture of charcuterie. Then it turned into videos, and now the technology has caught up to my charcuterie chats because now celebrities Mindy Kaling put out a charcuterie. And I see it and I can like put a video together where I'm like, let's take a look. And then I show it on TikTok and then I edit to my opinion. So You're like the uh, who's the who's the mean chef? Uh, One who's Gordon like, Ramsay. Like, yeah, you're like the Gordon <laughs> Ramsay of like, sure, like, like, like terrible. Get it out of my face. Yeah. Well, I, I like to think that there's a nuanced opinion other than just terrible. And I <laughs> I one of them was. um Olivia Culpo, the, I don't know, she's a former Miss USA and a big personality. Okay. Famous, so, right. Famous person, Olivia Culpo, who saw it and laughed at it and thought it was funny. But the premise of her charcuterie chat was to say, she, so she posted her charcuterie and then there was a, a post, she posted it and it was pretty good. And then the next post said literally something along the lines of, Look what I, I put together from the things in my fridge. And I was like, my response to that was, this wasn't just in your fridge. Like the idea that you just rummaged through your fridge and put together the perfect charcuterie board is insane. That's an, and, and I think sometimes, and this is my perspective as a guy, I never deal with this unrealistic lifestyle um standard like i don't deal like it feels like a lot of women so my point is like the idea that olivia culpo is both miss rhode island miss usa dates uh football players a huge famous star perfect outfit and then her fridge just on a whim happens to have all the ingredients for a perfect charcuterie board if i was a woman sitting at home i'd be like what the fuck like like this is like how do i even compete with that and i'm not saying that's fair or good i'm just saying it's human to look at that in a picture and go you just rummage through your and i post and that was like the premise i was like and i opened my fridge i right. was like if i if i made a charcuterie board for my fridge it'd be condiments and pickles and i'm like that that's a realistic rummaging through my fridge and making the board so and then the response not from everyone people liked it and thought it was funny but there was a few women that were like but i do have this in my fridge and it's like no Every day, every day, you have a charcuterie board that's perfect in your fridge. Like, there is this, like, 
to me, and I don't want to sound a certain way, and you can tell me if I do, but to me there's this like, there's this polished veneer of a relationship being put out there. And, and this is not, you know, new to say that like the perfect thing is put on Instagram, but the idea that like there's never like a, that like, that if you're in a relationship, you are good. Like I, there is this like, like as far as like being at the brunch table and someone's like, well, I had this hookup and you'd be like, I wouldn't want to be her. But then someone else is like, well, I have, we put out the charcuterie and there was the best wine and little Sawyer, my son was dressed as a, a sailor. Cause he's always right. in the perfect outfit every day. And I'm like, I don't, I just never, I don't have that viewpoint of like some guy in my life who's like always Every single part of life has it kind of down pat. And I don't mean to like ramble at this point. So what you're saying is just that like we have a sort of glorified view of like what these situations are. Like what's the ultimate. Yeah. I, I the ultimate is the, 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 the takeaway is that you uh, it feels like there are these like manicured visions of what mm-hmm. people have because they have certain things. Right. And I think it's like obviously social media plays like a huge part in that because like you sure. can only you can put up like the best part, the most polished parts of your thing. You can put up the picture, the one picture out of 80 where like it, everything looks great. Um, but like but, but but if I saw like if, if a guy told me he's in a relationship, I would go, well, all right, cool. You know, he, he right. you know, good well, for him. There and, is and this, like he's got to fuck the same chick all the time. You don't have a glory. I say that you don't have like this feeling of like, oh, we must be like so happy and like being like, in a relationship doesn't mean you're good to me. Well, here's the thing. It seems here, here's I think the thing that maybe like you're not considering is like there does feel there is a, a thought of like, OK, even if it's not like perfect, at least you're in the game. Right. Again, like I related to let's say call it careers. Right. Like sure. you could have a I could see a person who has a job that like isn't perfect or I don't know that much about, but looks kind of cool. Right. And I might think it like is the coolest job. Yeah. Um, and that there's like actually a lot of annoying shit that goes along with being in that job that like, I don't even really know about, but even if I knew about it, I'm still kind of like, at least that person's in the game. Yeah. Right. I, I, I agree with that. At least they're that. working I, towards the thing that I like am interested I, in. I guess when I see like Jeff Bezos, who I, I understand that's like a, the richest person alive, but like Jeff Bezos, I'd be like, like if someone was like, well, money doesn't mean everything. And I'd be like, well, I would deal with it. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, that's kind of like, what that's, that's, I think that's if you're a single same, person yeah. that's looking at people in relationships, you're kind of like, yeah, like even like this is probably not perfect or as perfect as it looks, but like it's still closer than what I've got here. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, Jeff Bezos' job still has like has a, probably there's probably a lot of annoying shit that he has to do, but like. But to me, if I if like <laughs> if I made thirteen billion in one day, I'd be like, uh, money could take care of a lot of these things. I don't know if I would feel that way about like being in a rela- my friend who's in a relationship. Well, I wouldn't. End- well, that's what. Well, if you think about the things that you, the, there's someone now to go to go to weddings with you have someone to like bring home with your to your family you have someone to potentially like marry and have children with and like be, and continue your life with and like those are but all things person, that but if that person sucks like i heard i heard a great line on the bachelor the other night it was they're doing those like greatest of all time seasons yeah this bachelor uh she she said i'd rather 
uh, what did she fucking say? I, it was a great line. She was like, my mom always told me, you'd rather be in love than be, or you'd rather live with someone you love than live with someone you wish you didn't have to live with. Like, it was something like that, or... I mean, obviously. Yeah, I know. It was something... <laughs> <laughs> you'd What's rather that? be happy than not. <laughs> I know. Well, well, it was, it was you'd rather be living with someone you love than living with someone you wish wasn't there. Something like that. Like, like would you want to live with someone? Like, that, that kind of does speak to this. Like, where you go... Where you're saying, like, well, I'd rather be, like, in the game, but, like... I wouldn't want to be in the game with like a fucking partner that makes me feel awful. No, I mean, I agree, but that's not like what that's not what we're, what I'm saying. I'm saying is that like it's knowing that like every relationship has its ups and downs and goods and bads, but it's still like it's not. I mean, if you hate the person, that's a different story. If you don't like the person, but, or if it's not going well, it's a different story. But like it's mm-hmm. going well, but like you have random struggles or it's not as perfect as it looked on Instagram is a different thing than like you're with someone you hate just for the Instagram picture. Yeah. I, I guess like when I hear when, when relationships end in divorce 50% of the time, like the, the that numbers statistic has actually decreased over the years, but had, okay. okay, well it keeps going down. I would think because people are being more choosy, mm-hmm. you know, people are, are kind of allowed to be more choosy nowadays rather than like, you know, like this person on your block, you know, is the one, you know, is the one right. that you, is your only option. So, you know, with, that going down like that's also part of if that statistic is going down that's also like kind of part of what is making a lot of people miserable about being single yeah no i I mean like it's good and it's bad like everything else sort of in the world where it's like yeah you probably like if you were if you're a struggling 30 something single woman you probably like kind of think you probably sometimes look back on like the fifties and you're like, wow, like if I were that, if I were born in that generation, I'd probably be already married by now. Like it'd probably be easier to meet people. There wouldn't be as much like ghosting or quote unquote hookup culture, but you also might yeah. be with like some guy that like lived on your block that you fucking hate. Like, yeah. so you, it's not, there's no way to know like what the, I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess it's like, when do you want to like, when would you rather deal with, the deal with these things like would would you rather be (laughs) single until you're like 35 and then find someone that you like genuinely connected with or would you rather and or would you rather be like married at 22 that is like pretty good and you end up getting divorced at like 60 or like at 50 because you're empty nest or whatever it is and now you're like kind of living an old you know you're living as you know you have to like live that 20 year old life when you're 60 60 yeah (laughs) i don't know it's i mean we're discussing it because it's worth discussing uh have you been the dumper or the dumpy um i think i mean like i didn't yeah i didn't feel like super closely related to either of these i think i've been both i think that i've been more the dump the dumper in shorter things like i'll know very quickly if i'm like i would say i'm if i'm gonna dump someone it's probably gonna be like six weeks in got you because because they're not really playing by the same because that's how because that's kind of when i'm like oh i don't really feel like and again like sex for me is like kind of an attraction thing and that's i mean that's kind of long but like that's mm-hmm. as long as i would go before sort of being on the fence about like whether or not i was like super into someone yeah i understand that 
But yeah. I've been dumped also um, from a lot of three month things. <laughs> yeah, so. I, I mean, I was definitely the dumper in most cases. I mean, right, and and never felt the dumper got enough credit. <laughs> Justice for dumpers. <laughs> yeah. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at lumideodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is gonna totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda-free, paraben-free, and pH-balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Do you want to read the email? Yeah. I mean, I'll read the email. It's essentially what we're... Yeah. We just kind of said, just J&J, you make my mornings enjoyable, and I often find myself laughing out loud. So thanks for doing the podcast. Last episode, you guys talked about people who seem to always be in relationships and those who always seem to be single. Jared gave advice for people to say no and have taste, but what about those of us who have no trouble saying no? Here's the question. Why do you think there are people who always, who are always the dumper and always who always seem to be the dumpy? I ask mostly because I've never broken up I've never been broken up with. I don't think I'm some phenomenal human or anything, but the guys I date never break up with me. I'm always the one to end things. I even had a divorce a few years ago. It was initiated by me. <laughs> <laughs> Your papers are served, sir. <laughs> right. Um, 
right now I'm in a really great relationship and I think it's the match. I get curious why I'm always the one to end things. My friends say it's good because it means I know what I want, but I don't know about that. Honestly, I, I know what, what I don't want. Isn't that the same? Um, yes and no. Okay. They're kind of like, oh, like I have like a provision for every quality I want versus like I've tried all these qualities and they kind of suck. So at what's your take on knows, this idea? I, I mean, at least she knows something. Like that's I think true. that's like I think that's a positive. I know what I don't want is a positive. Like that's true. It's you're yeah. you're it's you're working with something. Yeah. So what's your take on this idea? People who almost always get dumped slash are the dumper. Excited to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Sincerely, chronic dumper. <laughs> well, I I I'm glad we had a good discussion before this because my answer is the same as the last podcast. It's I think dumper and dumpy is all about insecurities on both sides. That's like, and I know this is kind of like the boring answer. People want to like, I I I hope I'm, I kind of get the vibe from an email like this. It's like crush the dumpers or crush the dumpies. But I'm like, and it. it to, the same thing as the relationship people. I don't think someone in a relationship all the time is better than someone not in a relationship all the time. And I, mm-hmm. and I feel the same for people who get dumped and people who do the dumping. Like, I don't think there's one side is stronger necessarily than the other. I think that there's, I think it's all insecurities. I think people end things. I mean, for me, my insecurities, I'd rather end things too soon then get you know get long into something that might not be right and and for the other side when people get dumped they sometimes people would rather let things go too long than have to be out there single again looking for something better like i think it's all also like has to do and i'll shut up in a second but i has to do a lot with um what you think like the idea of like when you end something you're thinking, okay, I'm taking a chance that I will find something better for me. Right. And mm-hmm. when you stay in something, your perspective, I would assume, is that I don't want to have to go out there and find something that might be worse for me. Right. You know? Yeah. Like I, I think those, but I think it's, the, 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 the two people are the same fucked up, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but they're just, they're just looking, it's glass half full, glass half empty, Right. Right. Well, I think like I kind of feel like there's like a million reasons why one person could be in said position a lot of the time. I do think I think in a in an ideal world, like it would almost be 50-50. You would be getting dumped just as much as you were dumping if everyone had the same level of like um again, like insecurity problems or emotional issues. Like mm-hmm. I think that if you're I don't think it's good to be on either end of the spectrum like too much because i think if you're always the dumper there's i said there is something about like oh i'm always kind of like looking for the next best thing which yeah. might not exist and i do think that gets some people in trouble or if you're always the dumpy it kind of feels like you might like settle for anything and you really just like want to be in that relationship also this is kind of to the whole conversation about love languages i would assume that dumpers match with dumpies that's well, yeah. That's kind of like the um, if the, that book attached that I would talk about, yes, like the person who's I, like, right, the person who's anxious, um, is usually finding out finding the person who's like kind of avoidant. So the person who's like really wants to be in a relationship and is kind of codependent is kind of finding this person and sort of attracted to this person who's sort of keeping them at arm's length and is more likely to be the dumper because they're kind of like, 
oh, there's always going to be something else out there that's better. Yeah, and I mean, to this person writing in, like, wouldn't that be like, like reading that book attached would probably be a great thing because it's like, that's the, I would think that book and finding out, you know, what version of dater you are. Right. That's just letting you know, hey, this is something I got to work on. This is my personality trait that I kind of lack on. You know, we right. all have things that we're good and, you know, like we all have our, like, like I have my own confidence issues and, 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 and I'm self-conscious as much as the next person. But my version of self-conscious is different than your version and different than Jess and different Right, it displays than, itself in different ways. Yeah, and I think these are one of those things where it's like you go, well, I'm always the dumper. If you were like one of those people, like there's, I, I, I'm not one of these people. I mean, I, I guess I am sometimes, but like if you go to therapy mm-hmm. and you say, well, this is the thing I need to work on. Like some people love to like find that thing and like for like, and go, that's the thing I'm going to be reading about and looking into yeah. and like maybe that that could answer this woman's question or you go all right i'm a little fucked up but that's kind of why i like this guy and he's a little fucked up and this fuck up kind of you know these are two Works fucked up puzzle pieces. yeah the, i mean it it, it kind of relationships are like finding where your fuck ups me- mesh together like you're kind of like becoming each other's crutch at a certain point right Right, but I also think you can help someone sort of like, there are certain relationships, the way you get into, I think, a toxic relationship is that you find someone who's fucked up is like, is like fucked, is, is a puzzle piece with your level of fucked up in a very like bad, intensive way. Yeah, so I think that, that's good yeah, to that's a, a certain, sometimes it works, sure. it, it, it's kind of like that and it works, but sometimes it just kind of leads you into this situation of like, you just keep dating the same people who keep like treating you in the same way and you're kind of like, well, it works because like, we're still kind of here yeah but up, it doesn't really can, work yeah, you're right <laughs> fucked up can be fun until it's not right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah i think that like if you're if you find yourself continuously in one way or the other i think it's probably not ideal i think yeah. that like and I, again like i said in the beginning i think it's probably better to be in a situation where you kind of have a standard and you know sort of what you want and you kind of know when you find it, so you're not always looking for for the next best thing. But again, like you're also able, you're also able to leave when you know that like this isn't a really good match for you, and you have like you said the confidence to know that you'll meet someone who is a better match for you. Yeah, it's two different versions of self conscious, like of of confidence and lack thereof. And I think if anyone listening to this podcast, you can know that there are single people out there. You know, like like that with that. You know that there are looking and wanting to be in relationships. So, like knowing the amount of people that listen to this, like you're gonna find that. You know, mm-hmm. you want to do some awkward sex? Let's do it. Send it into uup at betches dot com. Uup at betches dot com. I really like this awkward sex. I gotta say, Jordana. Yeah. I I was really I I showed it to Jess and we laughed about it for a while. <laughs> this was uh, pretty funny. Um. Uh, you ready? You guys, uh, I have to say for all the, I mean, I read a lot of the submissions. Um, this one was good. I think if you, if you have a story about someone throwing up while having sex, we've already heard that one. Oh, we're really? gonna, I, I'm Is looking for, in? I'm looking for something a little more um, interesting. We try not to repeat. So we, sure. I do appreciate 
Just make sure if you're submitting these that you don't have to know you personally to think it's really funny. (laughs) See, I don't read the emails, but I read them for my podcast and I know some of the stories. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. And some of the stories, you know, listen, I just because someone texts you they're cackling doesn't mean they're cackling. Right. But thank you for submitting. I we appreciate it. But I mean, with that being yeah. said, please keep sending them in to uup at betches dot com. Uh, are you ready? Yes. J and J awkward sex stories from the summer of two thousand eighteen. Here's another thing. It's a great. It's a well written email. Gets right into it. Love it. Into yes. it. Yes. So, uh, summer two thousand eighteen. I had met this guy in Bumble. We started a hookup buddy situation one night. Maybe the third or fourth time I had seen him. He came over. We hooked up on the couch in my living room. After I got up from the couch to walk from the living room to the kitchen to grab some paper towels for possible drippage. So drippage means they had sex on the couch. Yes. Don't worry. The couch was covered in blankets and safe. Blankets covering the couch (laughs) isn't really safe. Safe for what? Like I would want towels protecting on the, the couch. couch. Yeah, from the drippage. Well, then you have to clean the yeah. Then you have to clean the blankets. But what I'd everyone's clean cat, towels which and makes blankets. you think everyone's couch is probably disgusting. I live in a t- yeah. That used <laughs> couch you bought is not doing well. I wouldn't I live, do that. Yeah, I live in a townhouse, so I was walking through essentially half the house to get to the kitchen. For some reason, I thought that it would be effective to jog to the kitchen, even though it couldn't have been more than eight steps away. I took, the, I took three jog steps and made it to the middle of the house where the dining area was and felt something trickle down my leg. Before I knew it, a globby river of cum poured down my leg. I promptly stepped into it, slipped legs in the air, <laughs> cartoon style, and fell on my ass. I was oh mortified. God and felt myself getting uncomfortably red as I looked up to see my hookup buddy pressing his hands to his mouth to keep from laughing. I sat in the puddle of cum with my mouth open and tailbone aching as this dude, who I had been trying so hard to impress, walked towards me with his hands outstretched laughing. He helped me up, and the only thing I could choke out at the time was a weak thank you. We grabbed paper towels and cleaned up the sticky mess. Fast forward... He and I started dating after a summer of ambiguity, and we're still together now. We made it through five weeks of quarantine cohabitation. Last year, I brought up uh, the night of the cum slip, and he admitted he thought I had peed myself and still thinks I peed myself. All, I say, all I'll say is I think I know what it feels like when something is coming out of my urethra, urethra versus my vagina. Also, it wasn't just pee. Anyways, just things wasn't. were... It just wasn't it just wasn't. Okay. Uh, this, we'll discuss this in a second. Um, all, anyways, things worked out, and I'd happily slip on cum again if, if that was the thing that helped tra- me trap this guy. <laughs> XOXO, cum slipper. What do you think, Jordana? Um, I think this story is, like, really cute in a, like, very sexual way. I love this story. I Now, from a male perspective, the idea of come being released from the vagina is very foreign to us as this what? guy well i'm saying this guy okay. and myself i will be the idiot you did not okay? know that that you thought it just all stays up there well the way they explain it to you in health class is that you come and it just like shoots up and 
pregnant right away. Like it's just <laughs> like just like shoots right. up directly to your eyeball and just you know whatever. I I didn't know until I became sexually active. It's so funny how little again men know about women's bodies. I'm being crazy. totally honest. I'm being vulnerable right now. You're making me feel a little bit judged, but that's no, okay. I mean, no, no judgment. No judgment. I, 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 I love our little health class segments. <laughs> well, I'm just saying most men don't know the nature. Like, listen, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus around here, but, you know, Jess and I will have sex and then like, like an hour later, she'll be like, and there comes the cum. And I'll be like, What? Like, I didn't yeah, realize there were, like, gravity. doors. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I mean, also, like, it goes up, and then, like, sometimes it isn't gravity. Sometimes it's, like, the scene from, like, Scary Movie where he comes and it, like, sticks to the ceiling and then never comes <laughs> off the ceiling. Like, I, 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 I all, so, you know, and I would, I would agree. Like, I've seen my own come. Some is a watery mess. Some is more gooey. I, I, I have different come days. Yeah. Um, well... I guess, like, in order, I mean, like, obviously some of it stays up there. In order to get pregnant, some of it would have to stay in your body. But a lot of it comes out just, like, in a in a gravity-type fashion. And that's also, I mean, even when you're walked to the bathroom after sex, like, things just come out. So that that's the surprising part is that it goes in and then a lot, and then it'll, like, uh, like I've had the situation where she'll, like, scamper off and be like, oh, it's coming down my leg. And I'll be like, okay. But then it's not all of it. Sometimes, like, oh, it's, it's not. Yeah, no. Some of it will stay up there. And then That's come like, out later. It'll be like, hello. Yeah. You, you, yeah, I didn't. This is a mystery to most men. Okay. The, the Jess just popped it and said, when I make her laugh, it really comes out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're probably like her abdomen is probably shaking and then some of yeah. it gets like falls out. This all makes sense. Like, I don't like hear that and go, no, but I've never thought of that to happen before getting into a sexually active lifestyle. Right. Well, it's funny. I think you've seen movie. I've seen movies where like women are trying to get pregnant and like afterwards they'll kind of just like lie there for a bit. Yeah, like yeah, they'll yeah, stay yeah. on their back so that it doesn't come out so that you have more of a chance of getting pregnant because like more, I guess is like staying in your body and giving it a chance to like hit that egg. I guess that scene is generally not in movies. I, and I could be corrected. There's that scene where the sex happens and then the couple goes to the coffee shop and she goes, Oh, your cum is coming down. Your cum just came <laughs> out. Like that scene doesn't exist. That scene definitely doesn't exist, but yeah, that. That's a but real that's like, thing. But that's kind of where like people generally learn like like a lot of their information is from like entertainment, movies, TV, like right. you know, like health class, you hear come goes in, baby. Like and then you're like I got to fucking study well, for the quiz. There's actually, I mean, I don't know what they are cuz I'm not trying to get pregnant, but there are certain positions that are like make it more likely that you will have a baby and I think that those are also taking like gravity into, into consideration into a, into <laughs> like yeah you know, I, I, probably it, not like on girl on top because again like more likely if you're on top you're like stay like it's more likely to fall out sure i just never like it, it is funny that i could like flick my girlfriend 
and she'd be like, whoa, 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 the cum's coming out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, ding, 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 ding. You know, like, and I, the, like this girl, the way she tells the story is so perfect because she's like, I took a little, she said, uh, I couldn't have been more eight steps away, eight steps away. I took three jog steps. I would understand a jog step would create a situation where the cum would be jostled out of her vagina. Right. Yeah. And then it fell and then it's she been a fought. lot that she slipped on it. Now, for you, Jordana, what is your situation with this? Have you ever had this happen before? I mean, it's yeah, same as Jess. Like, it, it comes out of your body. I've never had, like, it go onto the floor and then, like, I've, like, it's been, like, a slip and slide. Yeah. But um, that's why I called this one the, the slip, the and, slip and semen. Slip, <laughs> slip and semen. I like it. Um, uh, yeah, the idea of her doing, like, you know, three stooges, like, whoo, 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 right. you know, usually just kind of like a little on your leg and then you just wipe it off and you continue about your day. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it might, maybe it might come out, come out like a, like a little later when you least expect it. Well, <laughs> there's this thing of like, it's funny that you'll hear from women a lot, like a guy like coming on their chest and then they just throw a towel at them and it's like, Ooh, what a gentleman, you know, like whatever, like, you know, but guys have that happen too, where it's like a towel's thrown at us. As far as like you know, clean yourself up, kid. Well, yeah, I'll <laughs> just like toss a tissue box. Tissue way. box. Yeah, as I head into the bathroom, I'll just be like, "And you take this." Yeah, and then like I'll leave. Yeah, I don't want I that used, on my sheets. <laughs> I did in my in my day. I've always thought it was a, a nice touch. When a, you get done with sex and a woman will take a towel and put it under the warm water of the sink and come back for come back with that. Like that is I've had that. happen. Oh, that's like a that's a little first, tip first class that. Yeah, it does feel like <laughs> warm towel. <laughs> <laughs> it does kind of feel like you're, you know, in, uh, you know, you're in Delta one. You know, in the lay down Chocolate seats. Chip cookies and uh, warm towels for your penis. <laughs> oh, thank you. And you wrap. I when I do is I'll wrap my penis like it's a hair towel around my balls. Like you're at a dick. nice resort. Yeah, just like <laughs> taking the day. Uh, um, I have some names if you'd like. What's yours? You, what were you, yours? Was mine was I like, the uh, the slip and semen. Yeah, I like that one. Sex yours? slip puddle of cum. Uh, goo glide, splooge slip, risky business because it's like sliding oh, I across. Like that. Uh, fat load, fat load landing, and the last one is the come down. The come down that might yeah, be my that favorite. Yeah, that was yeah that. So well, listen, red flag or deal breaker. Let's say a guy. Let's say a guy comes drips off his dick while he's running away <laughs> well, he's running away from me <laughs> slips on the floor on come would you be turned off like it makes no, sense that they're like still together i think it would be like kind of like cute and funny and like fine and yeah. like um that's funny i'd be like that's what happens when you walk away from me yeah <laughs> i saw an adult woman fall on a skateboard the other day and that's way more embarrassing than falling on comp. Oh, yeah. Um, have you ever seen... My nephew has one of those, like, hoverboard things. What do, what do you mean? You know, like, the things... They used to have them a lot on, like, the, the streets. Like, it almost looks like a, 
it's like a skateboard, but it's like almost like a Segway without the handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm aware. And you go if you don't know what you're doing, you get on one of those things. You just fall immediately. Yeah. Well, your nephew <laughs> falling on. How old's your nephew? He's like twelve. Yeah, but, a twelve-year-old should yeah. be falling on a hoverboard. When, when I try, forty-year-old. Yeah, when it's you, <laughs> it's thirty. Not cute. It's not cute. It's like, oh man, why are you on a hoverboard? Anyway, right? Yeah, you feel I, like I'm quite a loser. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, what about I'm, you? I'm totally cool with it. I would laugh. Even I if would, you thought it was pee, I would be a little bit more. I would want to know more. I I would be a. I don't know why she's like letting him not think it's pee. Like, maybe, maybe she la- just assumed that he knew. It seems like she didn't find out until after. She she's said, like, when she brought it up months later. No, and he admitted that he thought I had peed myself and still thinks I peed myself. Right. So, like, so he I didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. I, I think it's okay to let him know. I think he should know that there's some sort of. I think if you're dating someone. Let the guy know the cum quandary that you guys are all in after sex. Right. I mean, it's his, could you sue if it's his semen? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, unkept like workspace. Caution, caution yeah. wet floor. <laughs> what if there was a sign? Yeah, he puts down one of those triangle signs. He has guy one ready to go just because this <laughs> happens a lot. <laughs> that might be a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, watch out for that spot. Women slip on their cum there. Oh, my God. <laughs> You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows if you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck thin eyebrows making a comeback you're a millennial and if you're a millennial it's time to add clarence multi-active cream to your daily routine i have to tell you i'm a huge clarence fan i've been using them for years i love 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 them they are such high quality they're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarins products and it's no different with the Clarins multi-active cream. You've been adulting for a while so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. 
Go to Clarence.com slash UUP and get multi-active day and night cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. Let's do some emails. You ready? Yeah. Hey, J&J, longtime listener, first time writer. The story is literally so crazy. I'm just diving into the email. I went on a first date this weekend at a popular beer garden with this guy. Let's call him Ryan. Things were going really well, but because of COVID, they had a two-hour time limit on tables. So when our time ran out, we went to a nearby wine bar. At this point, the date is going really well. I can tell we're both having fun. After about 30 minutes of walking around, we get off the wait list for a table on the patio and get seated across the walkway from two girls. The tables were a bit staggered with him sitting um, with his back to them and me sitting facing them. I noticed that he kept looking, they kept looking our way and were staring very hard at us. After about 30 minutes, they sent me a glass of wine and started complimenting my outfit from across the walkway. He's clearly made uncomfortable by this and the whole thing was super weird. I go to the bathroom as they are finishing up and as I came out of the stall, one of the girls corners me as I'm washing my hands. She proceeds to ask me if I'm here on a date with Ryan. And when I said yes, she told me that she dated him a few months ago and he ghosted her. She began trying to convince me to leave him and not go back to the table, then said that she thinks we would be good friends had we met in any other situation. She leaves me a note on, on a napkin that was her phone that has her phone number written on it. It was I was pretty drunk at this point, so I was just going going with it as I had no clue what to do. I thanked her for warning me, gave her my phone number, and went back out to the table. After I got back to the table, my date was clearly a little tense. The girls left soon, soon after, and he brought up the situation, saying that he saw her follow me into the bathroom and was sure that she was telling me to leave the, to leave the date. He told me that they had gone on a few dates and hooked up once, but he wanted to end it when he realized they wanted different things and weren't compatible. He acknowledged that he probably made a mistake and I thought he was really mature about the whole situation given how weird and uncomfortable it all was. I responded by telling him that I'm not looking for something serious, just wanting to test the waters again as I just got back to the city we live in after being quarantined at home for months. The girl was clearly very much not over him and I feel like like a warning about ghosting is a little dramatic and not super representative of someone's character. As Jared has said before, everyone is the villain in someone's story. So this wasn't a huge red flag for me. And I think I played my cards right by not freaking out on this guy or making it a big deal. Fast forward to the next afternoon. And both the girls followed me on Instagram. Super weird. I didn't follow them back, but was a little freaked out that they went out of their way to find and follow me. The date ended super well. And we made plans to see each other this week. Aside from, from getting John Tucker must died. Uh, I had a really nice time with him and could tell the feeling is mutual. I think I handled the situation as best as I could, but I wanted to write to you guys and ask if you think this is a red flag, a deal breaker or something I shouldn't worry about at all. Right now, I feel like I have this filed in the back of my mind and have, have my guard up, but I'm still willing to give him a shot. Is this crazy of me? Is she crazy? Is he going to fuck me over? Would love your opinions on how to behave after this experience. Thanks for your help. Love the podcast. So I think that's a fa- another fantastic email. Um, I have some thoughts. Initial, my initial thought is like this is how, this is how confusing female relationships are, like with each other. With each other, <laughs> like like the idea that like I think we could be good friends. Like she couldn't just leave it at at hey I'm looking out for another woman. Good luck with that one. Like 
then she has to follow her on Instagram and like exchange. Like the idea that they'd become good friends from this. I'm like, why? I, I don't I don't know why that step is taken. And it's like I could tell right. that by the way you dress that we'd be good. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that, that part is, this is all really makes, weird. That makes me uncomfortable. That's it feels like there's some sort of like what, angling. I think that's what this girl is doing to sort of like disarm her and sort of like try to like overcompensate for the fact that she's like sort of had is sort of in a way competing with her or was has a mm-hmm. if she's not over this guy. She's competing with her for this guy or she's trying to like sort of bring her to her side by making this artificial like friendship thing, which is clearly like a bullshit thing. But I can yeah. see why she's doing it. She's doing it to be like, we're like a team like we shouldn't like be fighting with each other. Like we should be angry at him. Well, this is, that's kind of the, the, I think the woman who wrote in handled this as best she could. I I agree with her. Um, I also think that it's not between her and it's not, they're not team them versus this guy. Like that's not it at all. Like it is, this person feels that she was slighted, which she was. It seems that she, the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Right. Well, the it, guy it, the guy admits that he ghosted her essentially okay. to this so, girl. So fine. So, okay. Yeah. So he ghosted the so he ghosted this girl and then it really came back to haunt him. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in that girl's way, like fine, she got her revenge against this guy because like now because like he had to deal with it. Usually, yeah, like, you, I guess, the, you go the whole reason you ghost someone is it so you don't have to deal with them. I, and then I, like <laughs> I agree, but also like there's no way to get someone who ghosts you because they cared so little about you. Well, if you could get them, this would you're basically you're not getting them in the way that they're like now feeling like any better towards you, but you're getting sure. them in the way that like there's a punishment in her mind. She's like, of yes, course. he had to pay in a way by now having to deal with me. Yeah. With this other girl. Yeah. I, I to me, that's like she lowered herself to him at that point. Like and I know that's mm-hmm. not like a fun answer like you you know yeah, she didn't he, take the high road at all and the high road's way less fun the the high road's way less juicy she took right. the immature route that he took he took an immature route by not ending it and she took an immature route by being like well let me befriend you know his right. new girl so he can't fuck again which he will that's just a, right you know to me this screams like 22 and like kind of immature and like I kind of get it because like I feel like I had a lot of these like sort of dramatic tendencies at a younger age I've never done this but I've definitely like confronted girls like in college who like Mm -hmm. I felt like had um that's what I'm also thinking like you were because you said you told me to like look out for this email yeah and you were like would you ever do something like this and I'm like like, would I do something like this now like I I hope not but like, would I do some things like this at like twenty one? Like, if I was out with my friend and we were drinking and we were like getting drunk and we were like, "Oh, there's that fucking guy!" Like, let's have a good time, like messing with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can see. I don't think it's like so far from anything I would ever do that I can say that like, well, this girl's like a complete lunatic. Also, this it, it is a little bit narcissistic. Because in this woman's world, the one that got ghosted, that approaches mm-hmm. the the new girl, she's saying, well, if he'll ghost me, he'll definitely ghost you. 
And that's just not how it works. It's not, you know, two, one ghosting is not connected right. to the next necessarily. Yeah, it's not like she's saying, like, this guy, like, I agree that part is, I mean, it, it is revealing sort of like a somewhat of a character flaw in this guy. It's not like a necessarily deal breaker character flaw that he's ghosted anyone in his past ever. I think that sure. we've all had had instances of at least like a micro ghosting mm-hmm. situation where like you might not. And again, I think also think people define ghosting differently. Yeah, I, this is definitely not a deal breaker. If, if this was if the roles were reversed and I was at a bar and a guy came up to me and was like, yo, that girl ghosted me. I would go, I would like think of it as like leaving the house during COVID. Like, is this, that's a pre-existing condition. Right. You know, like. What if she, what if she said, what if he said like, I used to date that girl, she cheated on me. I, I'd take it into consideration, but it wouldn't be, that's not my. Or that girl, not, that girl like was like verbally abusive to me. Again, taken into consideration, <laughs> I would more like it would be more worrisome to me that woman stole from me. That woman um, uh, hit me. Um, that one, you know, these are like right. to me. Go, you know, the, uh, to me, addiction. Well, that's something you would be able to handle if it happened to you. What's that? I'm saying, like, if this person, you kind of wouldn't be like, that's not like your greatest fear. Sure, but I'm saying I, I would say like there's like if she, if he was like yeah listen I just want to let you know she is uh, an alcoholic um, that would be different to me than she ghosted me because to me one's an addiction and a sickness and the other like a ghosting isn't as much of a sickness like and and like cheating can be a sickness it can be that you're like addicted to sex or whatever but like. Cheating also can be the result of like a relationship that lacked communication, that lacked, you know, so many things. Right. You'd need to know a little bit more about the situation, kind of. And again, like to feel like the person like did I think it's something you could definitely ask the person about and wanna feel like even if they did it, that again it was like more situational and less of a thing that they think is okay. Which I think she kind of found out with this guy because he was like, yeah, like she, she didn't deny it. He was like, yeah, I did that. It wasn't like my finest moment. Sure. Um, I mean, that. yeah, I mean, I've had that. I've said this on this podcast. I've ghosted people and felt bad about it. And it's it was never because of the person. It was always just because I was too mature to say something or afraid or. And I think for this guy, like you're seeing that, like he's human. He has the ability to be immature um maybe he's learned from it maybe he's felt he was sitting there on the date with you going man this was a learning experience i i i'm paying for it now in an awkward situation and i'm gonna make sure that that is something i i mean we all we all have should be awarded some sort of retribution um i just there's also I would call a, I, I would call it a red flag though. I don't think yeah. it would be like nothing. It would still be like something that I would like keep in the back of my mind and I think that I think it would have to be combined with other questionable acts on this person's behalf. Yeah. to like well, make it, it a, fully into a deal breaker, but I do think it would like yeah. it would raise a little flag of like this it is go, like not totally normal. It goes on the resume. That's it. You know, like it, to me you know, yeah, same same as you. I I agree with you completely like uh, it, now I have this question, and this is a, uh, might be a weird question, 
Does this maybe make him more attractive to the woman? Like there's he's he's able to drive women crazy. Yeah, like is there <laughs> um, is there an element of like man, this guy she liked she was so into him. She I has, think if yeah, I mean I think if this girl is like also a little bit immature, then yeah, that's okay. hot. Like I it's, I'm saying like I have like those tendencies, so I see that too where I'm like. Okay, like there's people who like really um, are really invested in this guy, and like there's this, and also like if you're someone who likes drama a little bit, which again I that's one of my I would say not most favorable qualities. Like I do like a little drama. It would kind of it, it adds to that feeling like you're in a rom com, you're in John Tucker Must Die, sure. like your life is like exciting and like you know what I mean. You've got the most interesting brunch table story. And like you're dating and you're seeing this guy who like may have chosen you who's rejected others. So he's like, but I don't think that that's a good way. I think that that's like a very immature way of thinking about this thing. Like in reality, like you want a guy who's nice to everyone and not just you when he wants to sleep with you. Yeah. So that's why it would be a red flag if you're thinking about it logically. But I can also see a situation where it's kind of hot. Here's the other thing. And and, um, for for this woman, I would ask. Did they fuck or just hook up? Like, yeah, you want more details. I would want more. That's a what, but that's an important detail because it would be like, oh, are you someone that will ghost after a fuck? Like, are you using, are you using the elements of dating that go into making a relationship to get laid? And that's something we've talked about on this podcast mm-hmm. before, where it's like when these guys or girls act as if do all the moves of being someone who's looking for a relationship. And then the minute they come and maybe dribble They're it out. on the floor, yeah. they, 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 they skid out the door, you know, like they do. A yeah. Bart that's Simpson. what I'm saying. Now my, my, I don't think it's like totally crazy for her to ask, like, should I have my guard up? I think it's kind of like, yeah, this is something that you should consider. Yeah. I, I wouldn't totally ignore it. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, yeah, it's, this isn't nothing. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like if you got, if you went down the line and you married and had three kids with him and then he wound up like just leaving and you never heard a trace from him, this might be something that you would like look back on and say like, I should have known when on our yeah. first date. <laughs> <laughs> this girl told me that he left and never said anything. I agree. He's <laughs> a good reference. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. 
That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let's do another email. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at Betches.com. Uh, I have a unique situation I don't think y'all have ever touched on, though. Okay. I have been seeing this guy for a couple months now, and we just recently decided to be exclusive. Since this, he has moved into his newly purchased condo. To my dismay, ooh. his permanent... Yeah, ooh, rich. Uh, to my dismay, <laughs> his permanent downstairs neighbor is an attractive single mother of two in her 30s. He is 29. Since meeting, I noticed they have quickly gotten very friendly, i.e. asking each other if they need things from the store, asking him if he can help fix her son's Xbox, and she even recently asked him if he could watch her kids for the day out of a last-minute desperation, uh, including running errands and making dinner for them. Man, this this neighbor is very needy to me. I, I Right. She's I'd be... I mean, he always has been open about the situation, but tells me after the fact when he has already helped her. I have told him that her asking these things and him saying yes makes me very uncomfortable. However, he is a nice guy, and if he is able to help someone out, he always will. So I don't know, so I don't know okay. if I can ask him to change that. He was transparent with, me, with her that he is seeing me after she asked for the babysitting favor. I have had I haven't had a chance to meet her yet, but still said yes to watching them after I after knowing I was uncomfortable with their dynamic and telling me after the fact. Uh, I guess my overarching question would be, what do you all think uh, the boundaries should be on male female friendships, especially new ones that are in such close proximity? I've gotten so many different opinions from my friends on the situation. I would love to hear y'all's perspective. I'm am I being insecure and should I just trust him? Or is this unacceptable behavior at this point in our new dynamic? And should I just run while I can? Looking forward to hopefully getting further insight into this very frustrating situation. What do you think? This is funny because before the show, we were kind of talking about like the idea of the hot nanny. Mm. And it kind of reminds me of that a little bit. Of this like, is... what is our tolerance for like hot people around the people <laughs> that we are dating? <laughs> I will not have you hanging out with <laughs> hot people. You gotta hang out with me, regular looking me, forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, We're like, you know, like what is the what? How much should we police the people that like? Or the or the temptations that are around the people that we're dating. Yeah, I I've I'm in the defund the relationship police <laughs> uh, camp. I, I I think there's nothing to be gained out of uh, jealousy. Like like I kind of live in like if someone's gonna run away with someone, they're gonna run away with someone. Like there's no like right. Stopping no, them like, by like cutting off the their contact. Yeah, and I think kind of being, and I'm, I don't mean this word to be offensive to her, but being a little overbearing on him helping out a single mother, which I think the mother is being a little bit. It, the mother is in the wrong. She's, she's asking for a lot out of a new right. neighbor. That's. But she's asking for that because the guy also seems like very like down and willing. It seems so. Like well, I, put, I don't think I don't oh, think he I think went. Little, I don't think I don't think he moved into his newly bought apartment and then knocked on her door and was like, "Hey, I'm the new neighbor. If you need anything, 
I am here if you need a babysitter, uh, an errand, an Xbox fixer. Like, I, I don't think that's happening. That can't be happening. I guess, but every time she asks, he's not usually like, if, you have to say no a few times before someone's like, oh, I'm not, this person isn't interested in like helping me in this way regularly. Yeah, I mean, in an emergency babysitting situation, I can understand like if my neighbor ran here and was knocking on the door, I would hide. Personally, I'm not that nice. And <laughs> this is New York City. No one is leaving <laughs> yeah. their kids with their upstairs neighbor. <laughs> I have legitimately done that. I've heard a knock at the door, and I'm like, "No, quiet down." Oh my god, I'm not gonna admit that. La- I think last week when we recorded, the person ringing the doorbell was this woman being like, "My cat is like, is like gone. Like, have you seen my cat?" She's usually <laughs> just in the hallway, and sometimes people just take them into her apartment, and we were like. Get out of here. Like, yeah, we, no, I haven't seen your cat in the hallway. <laughs> and if I did, I certainly wouldn't like, <laughs> I certainly wouldn't let it into my apartment and like watch Get it. Get out of here, cat woman. <laughs> scat. Scat. No, it was funny. She was like, have you seen the cat? Like usually he's just in the hallway. We're like, why would you let your cat be in like yeah. the communal hallway? If I saw it, I wouldn't take it into my apartment. I would like call management and make them like. <laughs> yeah. We have a, we have a, we have a stray. Get it out of here and kill yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> It's just funny. It was like, do you know what city you're living in? Like, yeah. <laughs> you invited me to your pool and you got cats just running around the hallways. I don't know about that pool. Uh, <laughs> I. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, it was very out of. Uh, that's out of. That's weird. That's like out of like 30 Rock um, or like <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt. Um, I. So what would you do in this situation? Would you be uncomfortable? I think it's the kind of thing where like. um yeah, I, I don't, it might be, be like very slightly uncomfortable, but again, I am sort of in your boat of like, I would have to remind myself that again, if the person's going to run away with this person, they're going to do it and there's nothing, there's no like interference that I could do that would really like stop yeah, the situation yeah. from happening. So I just kind of have to like, each kind of roll the dice and like. Yeah, good luck lo- with your instant family. Yeah, uh, yeah I, um. I would it make you uncomfortable if, like, if 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 Jess was babysitting some like hot here's, neighbor's dog? Here's here's what makes say. here's 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 what I would want. It's only as uncomfortable as the person is unwilling to share the person with you. So if you're in a relationship, part of a relationship is like sharing your friendships, is sharing your life with that person. So like, if I had a friend that Jess heard of that i was doing all these errands for and she was like why don't we all get together and i was like well no right like, I, I i i then that's a problem or if you were like not hanging out with her so that you could do these errands for this other person i think that would also be like something that you would have more of a right to like be like hey like i know you said you couldn't totally. come to this thing because you were like watching this kid that's not yours like i do think if we're in a relationship like i should probably come before this other uh, not your kid yeah right <laughs> uh, bef- before the neighbor's kid that you met a day ago yeah i i'm with you i think that that's where the division comes i think like if i'm her like hey introduce me to the downstairs neighbor make me feel more comfortable because it's just weird that like you have this relationship with someone that's like out of the blue like she seems cute i know she's got a couple kids and you've been helpful to her like it, it makes me love you or like you even more that you're so nice to this person but i want to like be included in this relationship especially if it's a new friend right it's funny that you're like advocating 
um, for the exact thing that you thought made the girl in the first email totally crazy. Well, well we're like, we like, use this friendship to disarm like the stigma of this other person and you competing over this man. And now you're like, just be your like, make sure he makes you friends. Well, I don't obviously think it's different. Obviously, it's different. But <laughs> I, hear, I just think I, it's I funny agree. that like last time we were like, this crazy girl wants to be your friend, <laughs> even though you're like talking to the same guy. Um, I, I, my point, I agree with you. It's very close, <laughs> but it's one click away. And the click is that you three all know each other. Like, right. It's weird to like have a boyfriend who's like, oh, and the person downstairs and like this has this character in their life. Like they got a Mr. Roper, you know, like the neighbor, like, like you have like Kimmy Gibbler downstairs and like, you only know Kimmy Gibbler from like nothing you know like that would be you know it's 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 like you would i would want to know okay well tell kimmy to come over like let me right. feel more comfortable with the dynamic and then if like if kimmy came over and was like all over my boyfriend or whatever i'd be like hey uh that made me that a little uncomfortable make, yeah that and now you have like a a real thing right now she's she's jealous of a fictional relationship that she's invented and i i don't think she's crazy i'm not saying she's some sort of like crazed woman i'm just saying when you extrapolate him helping with an emergency babysitting situation because she had no one else to well they must what if they run away together i think that's an invention of your own insecurities right and then also if they run away together then like they run away together and like you now, you know now you know quicker that he's that he's prone to running away. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I hope he's got a coupon for Pampers. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's do it. UUP at betches.com. Keep sending your red flag deal breakers. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker? Is it a red flag or deal breaker if your partner's ex moves into the same apartment complex as them? Uh, nothing to me neither no it's a little uncomfortable but like if it's an ex it's an ex like i don't think they're friendly i think them being friendly is better than them not being friendly hey good to see you i think it would depend i think it would be like um i'd have to know more about like about the relationship like also, that's not really you're you're not really in control of that. It's like one thing if you're like inviting, you're like, oh, I'm trying to get my ex an apartment. Yeah, in this different building. story. Is a yeah, different story yeah. than like they happen to move into one of yeah, three. Yeah, if, if they were like, I get a referral bonus on my first mo- on the first month if they move in. It's like, okay, you don't need the money that much. You know, like that would yeah. be that'd be too much. I the ex in the same complex. I'm like, if it, listen. If you can't get through that, then you got other issues. Yeah, that's fair. Like, Especially if it's like, again, then person's not like invite, like they just happen to no, so you have no control over that. That's a different scenario. If, if, if I was saying, hey, Jordana, my ex is moving into my complex because I helped them get their first, I get my one month free for them moving in. I'd be like, how, how long did you guys discuss this for? <laughs> you know, You're like, not writing the letter to the condo board. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a different that's, story. Uh, red flag deal breaker. Their parents show up to your first virtual date. 
So we're having a FaceTime date. And then I'm like, oh, you want like my, my parents are like actually in the next room wow. and then they pop in. I think it's different. Want to meet my parents is different than a mom going, what's this? You're doing okay. the Zoom? Like, I imagined it as, like, annoying What if the mom drop pops into the Zoom, and then you're like, well, I'm like, and Jared, this is my mom. And then, like, I allow my mom to just continue, like, talking to you for, like, five to ten I minutes. Would, I would think it was funny. It wouldn't be... The problem would become, like, would that person see it, me deal... Here's the thing. If, if, if a mom came into the Zoom virtual date that, and the guy was nice about it, that doesn't mean he likes you more. It doesn't mean he likes you less. I think it's okay. just him dealing with the situation at hand and being a gentleman about it. What if his parents pop in? Does that mean he's... Same, same deal. Doesn't mean doesn't, anything? Doesn't mean... Oh, hey, it would be funny. Like if, As long as everyone's laughing and... Like there's a an element of like realizing the ridiculousness of the right. situation that I what would What if meet. her parents were like asking you what your intentions were and were like super serious when they popped well, in the virtual uh, date? I plan to get blown as soon as this whole COVID <laughs> thing washes over. And then <laughs> yeah, the laptop <laughs> closes. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Hey, uh if they did that, I would be like, oh, this is never going to have a chance to be fun. Like, right. where's our fun? Nowhere. Where's our sexy? Especially if you can't even protect me from like this awkward, intensive questioning that's happening. Yeah. yeah, on- yeah. yeah. If you're just allowing this to happen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker. You're dating for two months and they try to pop a zit on your back while you're asleep. I actually think this is a good thing. <laughs> what? Be, it's a good thing because then it allows for every other bodily thing as on the like if they're willing to pop a zit, I'm getting a back scratch. Like I now we've there's I think it's like if that's something that they like jump into, farts are in, back scratches are in, back rubs are in. I'm thinking of While this in a very selfish though? way. When I'm sleeping. It's a little much, but I, I, it's not a deal breaker. How about you? You're into it, in fact. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I think it would definitely be a red flag. I don't like the idea of any, anyone doing anything to my body while I'm sleeping. Sure. We've I heard that you're like, a, very, a very particular sleeper. That and just like boundaries. Yeah, <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if, it was a, if I, there was a wake and they just like asked me. I think I'd be like, okay. Or if I did it, I would do it to them. Like if I were to ask them, I think they'd be fine. I think any sort of sleep violation is a little weird. Serious cause for concern. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that's our episode today. Jordana, we did it again. We solved it all. We did it. Next week, I have a fun topic for us to discuss about uh, canceling dates in COVID. A lot of cancellations going on out there. It's that time of year. Uh, keep yep. sending your emails UUP at Betches.com And uh, we'll be back next episode Boom Bye UUP is hosted by Jared Freed And Jordana Abraham Our editor is Sean Kilby Social media by Abby Lloyd Artwork by Brittany Levine Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby Be sure to follow us at, at UUPpod on Instagram And email your questions to UUP at Betches.com 
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.